What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We have some news and notes to get into. We'll just jump right into it. The first of which is a story where the Angels owner, Artie Marino, has confirmed that he's the one who basically killed that Jock Peterson trade that would have sent Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling to the Angels in exchange for Luis Renjifo and an outfield prospect, Andy Pages. So that trade is completely dead. All the respective players are with their ball clubs. I mean, I saw a picture the other day of Jock Peterson at Dodgers camp. That's got to be super awkward, knowing that you were literally traded, and now you have to go back to that ball club, and you're playing as if nothing happened. But, I mean, everyone knows. I mean, Jock has been in trade rumors since, I mean, since he's been in the league, really. I think he had that big monster year in, I believe it was 2014 or 15, his rookie year. Then after that, he's been in trade rumors every single offseason since. But um, he remains a Dodger. He remains a Dodger somehow. I mean, he has a role that he plays, and he does it very well. It's just that now he's going to be in a tough spot because they have center field and right field locked up. So he's going to be sharing time and left with A.J. Pollock. But, I mean, he's a platoon guy anyway, and he's there to mash against righties. But I wanted to expand on the comments made by Artie Marino yesterday saying that the reason he killed it, he, he didn't really specify why. He said it wasn't all impatience. There were other things. That's what he said. But um, reports were at the time that he, he was really unhappy that it was being held up, that his deal was being held up because of the Mookie Betts trade. And before that Mookie trade was completed, the Angels had already pulled out from the Peterson trade and they have quote unquote moved on. I don't really know why they did this because they actually needed that. I mean, Jock would have helped their, their lineup was already looking pretty solid. I mean, with Rendon and Trout and Otani at the top there. And if they had gotten Jock, I mean, that would have filled in that hole in right field that they still have after losing Cole Calhoun. I'm sure this means that Joe Adele's big league debut is just going to come that much sooner, but they didn't only need that bat. They needed the pitching, actually. They needed the pitching more than they needed the bat. They needed Ross Stripling. If they had gotten Ross Stripling, he definitely would have been one of their most talented starters on paper. I mean, going into the offseason, they needed rotation help. They've added some durable veterans like Julio Tehran and Dylan Bundy, although I don't, I wouldn't consider Dylan Bundy to be particularly durable yet, but Tehran most definitely is. And they're still going to need help because Otani's going to stay off the mound for at least the first month and a half of the season you, you know when he comes back he's still not going to throw that many innings because this dude is he's extremely talented but they they have not unleashed him fully and i understand it he's a two-way player who got tommy john so that's the way it's going to be but they needed help i mean stripling would have been at least at least their two starter i mean for sure if not their their ace until otani got back apparently the halos the angels Apparently, the Angels did make a legit attempt at signing Garrett Cole back in December. I did not know this. I'm just finding out that they offered him $300 million over eight years back in December. That's a, that's a legitimate offer. That is a bona fide offer. That's not just the flash in the pan kind of thing. That is like you actually tried to sign this dude. But he ended up going to the Yankees for 324 over nine years which is actually slightly less on the average annual value because the Angels offer was $37.5 million a year for eight years, and then the Yankees offer was 
uh, 36 million over nine years. Uh, 36 million a year over nine years. So, I mean, getting that extra year of security and breaking the record obviously was, you know, a, a paramount area of importance for Garrett Cole, and he got all the money he deserved. But that's really interesting to know. I did not. I did not know that. I did not know that. But they still need another pitcher. I mean, Marino is saying that the team has the financial flexibility for adding a pitcher, uh, like you know, into the summer. Uh, that means that they can trade for someone who they can take on the contract for, and they're also looking for someone who could substantially help us at not just the number four or number five starter, but they want someone that can actually help them, like at the front of the rotation, which is interesting. I mean. I don't know who else is going to be available, but we'll see how the season starts and how it plays out for the Angels. If they're if they're in the running, you can you can believe that they'll go get someone. But if they're not, then they might just sit on their hands again. But who knows? Artie Marino also made an interesting comment. He said that as a group we need to win, and then he said I probably should fire myself when talking about the the Angels' recent performance. That's that's a pretty gutsy statement. I mean, only an owner can say that because an owner can't fire himself. He's the one person in the organization that can't be fired. I mean, he could be forced to sell it, but he owns a team, so it's his team. Anyway, thought I would mention that. In other news, the Brewers have agreed to a deal with infielder Brock Holt. The Brock star is going to be going to Milwaukee. He's a late addition to Milwaukee roster. They've already seen multiple infield acquisitions. He was actually one of the top remaining free agents. He's 31. He might not leap off the page at you, but he's still a very useful player. He's a utility guy, uh, you know, roughly league average offensive work, and he's good with the glove in multiple positions. He's a Swiss Army knife. I mean, he, re- he really is. I mean, but it's going to be kind of hard for him to find some playing time because they have a bunch of defensive infielders already on that team. I mean, Sogard, Luis Arias, Jed Jerko, Ryan Healy, Ryan Rodriguez, guys like that. But among all those players, Brock Holt probably is the most useful. Because he can play anywhere besides pitcher or catcher. Uh, you know, he's played 200 MLB innings at six positions and 75 and two-thirds at the other, which is shortstop. And he's done it with solid to good grades defensively. He's always got on base at a solid rate. He has a career 340 on base percentage, solid walk rate, strong batting averages. He's trended up the past two seasons. He's hit 286 with a 366 on base and a 407 slugging in the last two seasons collectively and that's above league average output so he's he's been good i mean it's just i i mean he came off of a tough 2017 when he had concussion and everything but since that he's been pretty darn good and he runs well too yeah uh brock holt i mean casting hero is going to be their their primary second baseman but I would I would see second base as probably the the first place he'll get some looks when uh, you know here is getting a day off, spend some time in the corner outfield, maybe some third base. But yeah, we'll see. He, he's gonna be all over the field. But congrats to Brock Holt on agreeing to that deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. The terms of the deal right now are unknown, but I'm sure once we find out, we'll let you know. It's nothing, probably nothing crazy. I mean, probably just like a one. One or two year deal. Probably a one year deal, honestly, for not too much money. But it is what it is. Another piece of news is that Francis Martis, Astros righty, has been suspended 162 games after testing positive for a PED. The banned substance 
Baldenone. This was his second such positive test. Uh, that's why he's getting the 162 suspension. He served an 80-game suspension last year. He was once considered a pretty high-grade prospect, and he's still on the 40-man roster. But he was working his way back from Tommy John, which would have cost him all of last year, even if it wasn't for the suspension. So, I mean, even while he was suspended last year, he was still rehabbing from Tommy John. So, But it's actually been quite some time since he was successful in the field. He made it to the majors in 2017, but he didn't really stick around because he threw 5.8 ERA ball over 54 and a third innings. So he just hasn't pitched very much. But um, even though he's kind of young, he just turned 24. But he's going to have to reevaluate his decision-making process and rediscover his form on the mound if he wants to become a big leaguer. But just saw that yesterday, thought I would mention it. And the Braves have decided to extend their GM, Alex Anthopoulos, and their manager, Brian Snicker. Not only did they extend GM, Alex Anthopoulos, they promoted him to president of baseball operations. And they gave him that extension through the 2024 season. And then they extended manager Brian Snicker through the 2021 season. So, I mean, it looks like the Braves are very pleased with their leadership. I mean, now it's going to be Alex Anthopoulos as president of baseball operations. And he's done a pretty good job there. I mean, this is a guy who traded Matt Kemp and his big contract, well, the remainder of his contract, to the Dodgers in exchange for Adrian Gonzalez, Brandon McCarthy, Charlie Culberson, and Scott Kazmier and $4.5 million. Uh, you know, he picked up Anibal Sanchez one year. And then he's been pretty aggressive with some short-term signings like Josh Donaldson, Dallas Keuchel, Marcelo Zuna, Cole Hamels, Travis Darno, Chris Martin to one- and two-year deals. I mean, he's been he's been doing a really good job. I mean, Ronald Acuna extension, Ozzie Albies extension. Those are some extreme examples of club-friendly deals that he's been able to get. He's done a really good job down there in Atlanta. I mean, a couple division titles. They're, they are on track to do special things, so... They have a young core that continues to pay dividends, and they have more on the way. I mean, every summer, it's like there's a 20-year-old in Atlanta doing big things. That's that's just been the trend for the last couple of years, and it's going to continue happening. Brian Snicker has led the Braves to a 521 win percentage. I mean, under his leadership, they've been pretty good. And especially the last two seasons, uh, you know, they've been really good. And uh, in 2018, he was National League Manager of the Year. However, the Braves haven't advanced in a postseason series under him. That's the next thing he has to cross off the list. I mean, in 2018, he was bounced by the Dodgers in the NLDS, and then last year they were bounced by the Cardinals in the NLDS as well. So that's something that they're going to have to work on fixing. But, yeah, good good vibes down there in the ATL, in the big A, the A, whatever you want to call it. And the Braves are ready to rock and roll. So that's all I've got for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.